Before I start, I got to give a, uh, a writing credit to the title of my sermon. So I've been thinking about this uh, for a while. It's usually how it works when I'm thinking about something I'd like to, uh, to talk about. Things that usually it works how things are happening in my life and I'm just, things noodle in my head. I jot down notes and start thinking about it. So I came, I don't know, a couple months ago. I went, came into Sabbath school and talking with uh, Jim and Jeff. And I said, you know what, guys? I got the title of my next sermon. It's, I'm tired. So then a few weeks go by and I don't know, I come back in and I'm really in some pain, and I have trouble sitting down. I, again, I don't remember which one it was. They say, you know, the title of your sermon should be, I'm tired and my back hurts. And I'm thinking, that is perfect. It's exactly what it is. So we're now four days into the new year, uh, but I want to take a moment to look back uh, part of 2019. 2019 for me was the year that I had back pain. I've never had major back pain my entire life. Only, and I was working in construction in my late you know, teenage and um, early 20s. Had a little bit, because I was bending over a lot, picking things up. But you know, young, get over it pretty quickly. Nothing like this. Even after my accident about you know, 22 years ago now, where my left leg is actually a little bit shorter than my right, so it makes me walk a little bit off kilter, still, Nothing. But somehow, some way, this last year, I got back pain. And it hurt. It started with these spasms where you're sitting there and all of a sudden you get this, and it literally took my breath away. Um, in, in public, it'd be a, and people look at me, but in private, it'd be like, ah! You know? It's okay, to, it's okay to, you know, cry out in private, but in public, we got to be, but, you know, it was bad, like in the morning, I could barely get up, and then I got my grandfather's shuffle going on, you know, to the bathroom, because I can't move, you know? There are times when the pain was so bad that driving in my car, when I would, like, hit a bump, it would just, again, it was crazy, and again, in the car, thank goodness, I could cry out. Um, even when I used to fly, was flying back and forth to L.A. for a while this last year, and the plane landing, I would cringe because as soon as that, those tires hit the, hit the uh, runway, you know, and my person sitting next to me was like, what's wrong with you? I went and saw a chiropractor friend of mine a couple of times, and he, you know, would, would adjust me, and, you know, when he was doing it, I was crying to him, and he said, you know, this doesn't hurt me at all. Um, and it was great. And I was like, oh, man, it feels so good. And I'd walk out of the office, and then by the time I got to my car, got in my car, I'm thinking, oh, thank goodness, I'll hit a bump. Oh! Nope. Medication would work some of the time, but I'm not talking about the good drugs. I was, I'm talking like Aleve and Advil, but I'm talking about doses by like 800 milligrams of this stuff, you know? Sometimes it would touch it, but sometimes it wouldn't. Went to the doctor several months ago. He recommended physical therapy. Great! The problem is I'm still waiting for my referral for the appointment. 
So I looked up ways to relieve back pain. One way was exercise. All right, I was doing that. You know, I thought that was actually kind of weird because when I would exercise, my back wouldn't hurt. But when I stopped and I had a time to stop, then all of a sudden, it would hurt again. Saw that stretching was a good way to relieve it. So in addition to doing the weights and the swimming that I was doing, I started doing a Pilates yoga class, shortened down to plyo, which just means, you know, other two forms of torture combined into one. My daughter's been substitute teaching this the last several weeks. And at one certain time, like, she has this going down, and we're doing like this side-to-side thing, but you're really low, and you got your hands supporting it, and you're rocking back and forth. And then she's down, like, like this far off the ground, and she's going like this, and she says, if you want an extra challenge, you can just lift your arms up, and you can do this. And she's like this far off the ground, and I'm looking at this thing, at that moment, I felt so much pride and hatred for her at the same time. I asked for a new back for Christmas, but sadly it's on indefinite back order. So I was not able to rid myself of this pain, and it was really getting on my last nerve. I was tired of it. I'm tired. That's an expression we use a lot. But not for general public, though. We don't, we don't say I'm tired in general society. I'm tired is reserved for the special people in our lives. You know, husbands, girlfriends, family. The public gets a, I'm fine, right? I'm fine, maybe a doing good or an okay. But never an I'm tired. Because I'm fine can end the conversation right then and there. But if you say, and I'm tired, well, then that prompts a whole other thing of questions and also shows a vulnerability. You, know, you say, I'm tired, you mean to that person that you are in a weakened state, which for a lot of us, we never want to admit that to just anyone, right? Because we don't want that reaction. You know, we don't, we don't want to have the reaction that we'd get. How would you be if you met somebody the first time you said, hey, how you doing? And they went, I'm tired. And you're like, Right now we don't know, like, oh, what a buzzkill, you know? Because I just want to get a I'm fine so that I can move on out of there, right? I don't want to I'm tired because I'm like, oh, man, now i got to, like, find out. Why, why are you tired, you know? What's going on? There are two types of tired, right? The, you know, the first one is needing sleep or rest. We also use words to describe this as worn out, exhausted, fatigued. The second type of tired is an emotional tired, being tired of something. Similar relate to fed up with, weary of, sick of, and then there's this sick and tired of, which to me encapsulates the first three, right? Fed up, weary. We all experience one of these types of tired, for some of us both at the same time. So when you hear someone utter, I'm tired, there can be so much meaning in that statement because you don't know if they're referring to the physical or the emotional, or even both. For me, it's been more of the emotional, but interesting, it also caused at times to also be physical. I've been sick and tired of a lot of things. You can indulge me for a moment. I'm tired of my back hurting. I'm tired of my leg hurting. It's been 22 years, but it's still really annoying. I'm tired of my health insurance going up every year. I'm self-employed, so I have to pay for my own premiums, and every year in December, they raise my rate. No reason, they just do it. 
I'm tired of PG&E. Not just because of the not because of the blackouts per se, because it's pretty annoying. But you know, I haven't checked with Dave, but I'm pretty sure it's probably that saves some of the fires potentially. But I'm tired because they you know they could have maintained the lines over the years. But I'm more tired of the fact that my bill has no rhyme or reason. They just decide different months because in my place I get a certain allotment of power, but they, they base it on a certain size of home, which I think is about a 10 by 10. And then once you use that up, it you know shoots through the roof. I'm tired of the presidential election, and it hasn't even gotten started yet. On that same note, I'm tired of people who don't even understand our political process and how the government actually works. I'm tired of all the hate. And you can put whatever, insert whatever you want there. I'm tired of all the despicable acts being done to other human beings and feeling completely helpless to do anything about it. I could literally spend the rest of our time giving you more and more things that I'm tired of. But to sum it all up, I am tired of this world. This world has nothing to offer that I want, and I'm tired of my life in it. Understand, I said my life. Let's look at John 12, 25. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. It's very important that we really understand what Jesus is saying. He's not saying hate your life. He gave that life to you. He wants you to enjoy it. He said he came that you may have life and have it in abundance till it's overflowing. What he is saying is that you need not be so focused on the fitting of this world and the abundance of it that you miss the next. Look at how Luke says it. How he puts it again. This is Jesus talking. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses this life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? We can get so caught up in everything going on that we, we begin to look at self-preservation as the only way to survive. We retreat because in our nature to want to survive. But what good is survival if you eventually aren't going to? My problem is I have no issue with giving everything up for him. My problem is what do I do in the meantime? I'm tired, so how do I find rest? Well, fortunately... Jesus tells me how I can find rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Have you ever thought about what it is to be yoked? Thought about what, have you ever what a yoke is? That's a yoke, okay? Oh, it's two being tied, two animals being tied together to distribute the load and pull something. I always thought about this verse as, I just, all I have to do is just give it to Jesus and he's doing everything. I just have to just take it, okay, Jesus, it's yours. And that's it. The problem is there's still work for me to do. Look at this. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We're not just to shed our burdens. That's only half of it. By being yoked together, we walk side by side with Jesus as He pulls the heavy load, but we're connected and we have to have, 
now we have the strength to walk next to him as partners going through the situation, allowing him the opportunity to teach us for us to grow. Look at this section. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We are products of our experiences. And how we deal with each experience allows us to either grow and learn or be stagnant and bitter. Which one's going to give you rest? Not just, not just rest, but what kind of rest? What kind of rest does it say? It says rest for our souls. That's only the real part of it. Rest is awesome. That takes care of the here and now. But what about the future? How do I deal with that? I deal with it with one simple, beautiful word. Hope. Hope has two meanings. Hope has a meaning of feeling of trust. I can feel trust. I can trust God. Hope, in the other meaning, is a feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. We should always be expecting good things to happen to us. We shouldn't expect bad things. Why? Because we have Jesus with us. We can expect great things to happen to us. He wants to give you awesome things. He wants you to enjoy it. So expect great things to happen in your life. Why? Because we are connected to Him. We are yoked to Him. He is the source of our hope. Look at how David says it in Psalm 62.5. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. doesn't say it comes from me, does it? My hope doesn't come from the things of this world. My hope doesn't come from a new car. My hope doesn't come from a new house. My hope doesn't come from, you know, anything. Where does it come from? It comes from him. Another thing David says about, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are, my, you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. How long is it in? Part of it? What does it say? It says all all day long, my hope is in you. Paul says it this way. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Look at that. Patient in affliction. I don't know about you. I hate being patient in affliction. I want affliction to be over. I don't want to sit there and go, okay, yeah, this is great. <laughs> You know, no, I want it to be done, but I can be joyful in it. It's really hard, but I can. Why? Because God says I can. And I can be doing it. Why? Because I am faithful in prayer. Right? Are we faithful in prayer? Are you faithful in prayer? Everything in prayer. Not just, you know, continually conversation. Not just the prayers that we have in here, which are so awesome and wonderful, but just when you're driving along, just talking to God when you get up in the morning, whatever, being faithful, that faithfulness in prayer, that will grant the patience in affliction. And this is one of my favorite verses. I love this verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This translate is this. He is the God of trust. He is the God of expectation. The God that fills you with all the joy and peace as you trust in Him. 
That's what it's about. It's not about what we are tired of. Because why? Because tiredness steals our joy. Tiredness makes us bitter. Tiredness clouds our judgment. Tiredness puts more focus on I than on him. I want you to look at this picture. I want you to picture Jesus on one side and you on the other. Okay? I want you to find something that you are carrying right now. Okay? It could be a job, either issues at one or finding one. It could be finances. It could be marriage. I don't care. Take what's in your mind right now. Put the side that, it, that Jesus is on, and I want you to put it there. Whatever that burden is that's making you so tired physically and emotionally, it's not too heavy for him to carry. Just have to put it there. I put it there, finally, and guess what? My back pain is not here anymore. And I don't want to hear, well, back pain too, you know you had to say it. I don't want to hear it, okay? I don't care. I know. I know the source of my healing, okay? I'm not exclusive either, by the way. This is available to everybody. We're now in 2020. And I'm going to tag on with Mel. The world's not getting any better. It's getting to get much worse. But we're told to fear not because Jesus overcame the world. It's so easy to lose hope. We see so much pain and suffering. Cling to Jesus more than you ever have before. Make a resolution to cling to Him. Hold on to Him. Stay yoked to Him. No matter what life throws at you, I want you to say, I am not going to let this steal my peace. I am not going to let this steal my joy. I am a child of living God, and through Him all things are possible. Through Him I have peace. Through Him I have joy. Through Him I have life. And it's eternal. 